millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You are listening to the Mother of All Talk Shows podcast with George Galloway. My very clever young friend, my apprentice in many ways, James Giles has joined me. We'll talk, uh, James, uh, about French uh, retaliation, but first I want to talk about the great reshuffle. Uh, for many in the world, uh, they, will have, uh, they will have not even noticed. Did the British people notice? Was it on a, of any consequence? Well, I really don't think it was. I mean, Boris Johnson is clearly saying we're halfway through the administration, there's an election coming round not too far away from now, probably 2023, instead of stringing it along to 2024. But when the opposition are just so weak, so ineffective, actually, does it really matter who are the cabinet ministers in government? I couldn't tell you the name of the shadow home secretary for Labour, one of the great offices of state. And so, I couldn't either, actually. Well, quite. And, and I was a Labour MP for... A very almost, long time. Almost 30 years, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And so, you know, as a result, you've got Boris Johnson putting his own lackeys into government. Is I mean, that what it's about, a changing of the lackeys? Yeah, that's essentially it. You know, people... In which case, uh, who was the loser? Well, the losers were Rob, of course, over his handling of Afghanistan. He's got a demotion now to Justice Secretary. Yes, I'm surprised he accepted it. Yes, so am I. But, you know, he managed to wangle the title of Deputy Prime Minister out of Johnson as well. Which gets you a job with Facebook well, it will uh, when do, you it, of leave course. Uh, Parliament. As, well, exactly. As Nick Clegg uh, found but, out, you get a very, very nice job in California. <laughs> Uh, although I'm not sure Dominic Raab is a man for California, though he I'm not sure. was on a pedalo, uh, not even a deck chair, uh, when Kabul fell. Bad luck, that. It's very bad luck. And instead, you find people like Nadine Dorries promoted to culture secretary. Now, she's one of the least cultured people I've ever met. Well, indeed, she... So she's ideal for the culture sector. She's absolutely ideal for the job. <laughs> she's known, I think, for eating a camel's toe and an ostrich's anus on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. A camel's toe. toe. And... We'd better not go down that <laughs> No, indeed. Uh, but that's what she's very well known for, of course. She got suspended from the Tory party for a time for going down under and appearing on this show. James, record, this, is, this <laughs> is becoming ex-certificate going down well, under on camel's toes. Well, hang on, hang on. <laughs> hang on a moment here. She's got no interest in theatre or culture whatsoever, it would seem. And, of course, her record on gay rights is voting against uh, same-sex marriage and actually having a pretty anti uh, LGBT record. So it's just as well that there are definitely no gays in the performing arts sector because you know, that makes her ideally placed, of course, <laughs> to be the culture secretary. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. But she's there because she's been loyal to Johnson throughout and as a result, 
she gets a promotion. People like Liz Truss, who very quietly have been getting on with the job, get promotions. She's the new Foreign Secretary. Now, that may, that's interesting. Uh, I hadn't backed her. My money's on uh, Penny Mordaunt. Uh, good odds, too. But she didn't go anywhere in the reshuffle. Liz Truss was preferred. She's now Britain's first Conservative woman Foreign Secretary. What can you tell us about her? Well, Liz Truss is uh, MP for a very safe seat. She was part of David Cameron's initial A-list of candidates, so people who had been donors to the party, real strong, shining lights of the future. Cameron put them in plum safe seats to make sure they'd be there for life. She's very quietly and very effectively got on with the job at the Department for International Trade of making these trade deals. And so, as a result, she's really popular among the Tory grassroots, which, in my view, is the reason why Do uh, Boris Johnson has put her out to be Foreign Secretary, because it means she'll be travelling the world, won't have quite as much time to wine and dine with the Tory grassroots, Tory members. Let us not forget, Theresa May made Boris Johnson her Foreign Secretary, in part to get him out of the limelight, out of the way, but look how well that ended for her. So, yeah, yeah, you know, very, Liz very, very, could uh, still emerge as a future leader. As a future leader. I've not actually ever heard her speak, um, but uh, she gets a good press. Absolutely, yeah. Well, she's loved by the Tory membership for her role in creating what we have now in a post-Brexit Britain. She has been around the world negotiating trade deals, which makes her quite well-placed to be Foreign Secretary. She's built a rapport with these people. Unlike Joe Biden, she can remember the name of foreign leaders, which is always a plus. Well, 30% of our respondents uh, think that Joe Biden thought that the name of Australia's Prime Minister was Rolf Harris. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 64% said uh, that he thought his name was the fella down under. Uh, which is uh, a very great tune, actually, Men at Work. I uh, encourage Indeed. people to listen to it. We used it in our Tony Blair film. 7% thought he thought his name was Cobber, uh, which in a way he did because he called him Pal, mm. and Cobber is Australian for Pal. But 29% think he thought that the Australian PM was Rolf Harris. Now, you're about to find out who the Shadow Home Secretary is, if you can stay awake, sure. uh, because the Labour conference is upon us. What's your take on that? Well, the Labour conference really is uh, the showcase for a party at war. Starmer has lurched over to the very much the Blairite ring of the party. The dark side. Yeah, the dark side, as it were. And he has installed David Evans as his general secretary. Uh, David Evans has been imposing fire and rehire policies uh, amongst Labour Party staff. Heaven forbid a Labour Party doing the things they despise those in the private sector doing. And so it's looking like David Evans won't actually get to keep the job. So the unions have withdrawn their support and they're subject to a vote at conference of ratification. So that could be a real blow to Starmer's leadership. Other CLPs have submitted motions to the Labour Party conference calling on disciplinaries from the parliamentary Labour Party to be heard and voted on at conference. One imagines that's a move to try and get Jeremy Corbyn reinstated as a Labour MP, because obviously he was readmitted to the party but still sits as an independent. You've also then got the woke element of the Labour Party putting forward motions, one such motion which actually wouldn't be legally compliant if it was adopted, 
is to guarantee that at least a third of all Labour Council candidates would be black or minority ethnic, which is, of course, against the very principles of the equality. The SNP did that in, uh, in the Scottish elections. They did indeed. But unlike the SNP, who just so happened to do that, Labour want to make it a binding policy in their constitution that you have to do that. So you've got the Blairites fighting to remove the Corbyns, the Len McCluskeys of this world from the party. You've got those on the left trying to maintain some level of relevance, trying to say we're still here, still banging the drum. You've got the yeah, well, it's a small uh, achievement in life to stop somebody called David Evans becoming the general secretary of the Labour Party. Well, what does it matter if he's replaced on uh, a week Monday by someone called you know, Robert Evans, uh, of whom you're equally oblivious, uh, and who will follow exactly the same policies? Well, Robert Evans is a Blairite county councillor in Surrey, so it could well be Robert I Evans. I knew that you would know that, <laughs> because you know everything. Uh, thank you, uh, James. Stay in your place, because we might get your uh, comments sure. on some of the calls. Uh, let's uh, hear from Paul in London. Can we do that, Paul in London? Go ahead, Paul. Cheers, cheers. I think you, by the way, what a game that was today. Oh, my goodness. Oh, such drama and such romance. Jesse Lingard's goal will live long and David De Gea's very rare penalty save, perhaps even longer. Exactly. Absolutely insane. Uh, quick, quickly on the uh, vaccine passports. Um, I think that's... Like, I'm not... My, my views on policy are a bit funny, but... Uh... Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I think they're, I think they're monstrosity. But what I think, what I find more bizarre is that you've got people who, um, if there's a sort of, they don't, I don't think they realise if you justify vaccine passports, they don't just apply to like clubs. They could apply to all sorts of things. And some of the people who are most defensive of these vaccine passports will, will, will be very sort of, they'll be very, what's the word? She, 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 sort of liberals who have these issues on sort of, uh, sort of, protecting refugees and stuff like that. They don't seem to realise that, that that could easily affect them as well, in a very negative way, but they're, they're some of the most keenest advocates of it. Um, yeah, I, don't know I mean, doing, uh, we live in a, if you'll forgive the pun, a, a cross-dressing uh, world. The Liberals are the most authoritarian uh, on, uh, on issues like 
uh, COVID, vaccine passports, masks and so on. If you're going to be screamed at in the street for not wearing a mask, it's quite likely that someone that defines themselves as liberal that will be doing it. And, 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 and what, I, what I find bizarre, some of these people seem to think that um, if you have a sort of situation where if you, if, if, you, if you need a vaccine passport to go into a nightclub, why should you not need it to enter the country? Not, for example, why should you not need it to enter the country? Why should you not need it to access the NHS? But I don't, I wouldn't support well, these are, this sort these, of Yeah, <laughs> the, these are people that, uh, for some reason, are ready to die on the hill uh, against uh, voter ID. They don't, they, 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 they don't want a person turning up at the ballot box to be asked to uh, identify themselves as actually being a legitimate voter in that election, but they want uh, people uh, to have a vaccine passport. You're right. It's, uh, it's a double-edged sword, Paul. You know, that, 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 that's it. it's, just, it's just something that's been bothering me. I've just been seeing these people just supporting. I think I've seen a, a Blair was banging come on it. Morning. Yeah. Well, that is the clinching argument for me, uh, James. Thanks for that, Paul. Uh, when Tony Blair becomes the standard bearer for something, uh, I, something in my mind tells me that's not a good idea. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't possibly think why, but Tony Blair does seem to give the kiss of death to any policy that he puts his endorsement to. Well, he's killed a lot of people. Well, indeed. <laughs> he seems for now to have killed off the idea of vaccine passports. But you've got a Conservative government that even now really can't make up their mind. They've got a huge backbench opposition to the concept. So in one breath, Sajid Javid is saying, no, absolutely not. It's not where we're going. We're not about that. And in the next breath, they're saying, well, give it a couple of weeks, a couple of months, and we might still need to we do it. We might have to do it. Did you see that Michael Gove uh, says that he suspects that Dominic Cummings, once as uh, close to him uh, as you and I are, uh, may be suffering from mental illness. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Dominic Cummings was suffering from some form of mental illness. I mean, some of the things he's been saying recently on Twitter have become ever more outlandish, ever more attention-seeking. And the one that really raised my eyebrows was Dominic Cummings saying he was thinking of starting an OnlyFans account. Now, that website is used for things that definitely isn't uh, political argument no, and political uh, discourse. Uh, kangaroo anuses and, yes, and camel toes. And so on. <laughs> Let's take Ian in Hounslow. Go ahead, Ian. Hello, George. Hi. I was listening to uh, Mr Snedding earlier, uh, and he touched on something where the elites are using the TG issue, the transgender issue, and others to end talk of class struggle and keep power and wealth concentrated in their hands. Mm. Do, you, do, you, do you really think that, Ian? I mean, that would be a, a successful conspiracy uh, if that theory was right. But isn't it just that so many people on the left are stark raving bonkers? Well, they're not the left, are they? No, they're they call the themselves. Elites. They call Masquerading themselves the... the left. No, they're not really. If you go to any uh, Jeremy Corbyn rally, you'll find an astoundingly high number of the people at that rally identify with these policies. I'm sorry, it's not the elites. Well, they st I've been to these meetings that you talk about, George. Compared to me 
dirty leaps. They wear fancy clothes, expensive clothes. I wish. Uh, luggage, etc. Uh, I, I found myself out of place being as a working class Marxist. I did not fit in with that environment. Well, I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> Luckily, I'm not invited to any of these events anymore. Uh, uh, even uh, the 20th anniversary of the Stop the War Coalition, of which I was a founder, and for 20 years, I thought, uh, the vice president. Uh, I'm, I'm not invited to speak, uh, which uh, is quite a relief uh, as well as an insult. But, George, one final thing. Yeah. The demons that these people are summoning up are, quite frankly, terrifying in the form of fascism. You're in a mixed marriage. I was. I have a gay brother. I have Asian friends and neighbours. We will be caught up in the maelstrom, stirred up by this lot, well, they're locked up in their gated estates. That's what I'm afraid of. Well, I, I'm afraid of that too. Uh, I think to an extent that's already happened. You were in a, a mixed marriage. Uh, I've been in more than one. I have five mixed race children. Uh, but I'm routinely denounced as, as, a, as, as a racist. Uh, so we are in uh, dystopian times, uh, Ian. Well, I, I, I don't know. All I want to do is stop these people uh, lying, putting out this propaganda, turning neighbour against neighbour. I'm with you on that. I agree. And, uh, and uh, I agree with you that they're not the left, but they think they're the left. Uh, they are thought by the public to be the left. And therein lies the problem. Ian, as always, exactly. great to uh, talk to you. Uh, there is a lot of uh, strangeness about in politics in Britain, isn't there? There certainly is. I mean, re there's been a complete uh, redefining of what being left and being right is. Yeah. You know, I never thought I'd see the day when you had Labour campaigning against raising taxes and a Conservative Party in government that saying, happened. let's raise them to the, the highest Some level. Some people since watching the war. and listening to this may not know it, but that happened last Absolutely. week. Absolutely. And that, to me, epitomises the current political situation. You've got working-class people that should be Labour voters voting Conservative. You've got people who would be Labour voters... Uh, sorry, Conservative voters now voting for Labour. And, actually, politics in Britain has just become a weird mishmash of everything. You know, Liberals have taken over the Labour Party, the Labour They've Party... They've also taken over the Conservative Party. Well, indeed. We've actually got Liberal hegemony. Absolutely. Small L Liberal. Yes, Hege sure. The actual Liberals with a capital L, they're a joke. <laughs> but but why, why, why would you need them? Well, quite. You've got Liberals running Labour and Liberals sure. running the Conservative. Indeed. Well, you're saying two cheeks of the same arse has never been more true in Britain. Yeah, politics. except it's morphed into... Downloads into of one the cheek. podcast. Huge numbers are downloading this week's highlights in the UK and in the US, but also in countries like Japan, India, Denmark, Saudi Arabia. You probably get executed for that. Korea, Switzerland, the UAE, and Hong Kong in China. Thank you for all the great reviews you've been leaving on Apple Podcasts and including this one. In British politics, Mr. Galloway stands as the last bastion of sense. Like a fine wine, he gets better with age. 
I have been a fan of his since 2002. I would recommend anyone to listen to him. The best podcast around. Thank you very much indeed. That was a touching testimony. Thank you so much. If you do listen, give a five-star review. Why don't you? You are listening to the Mother of All Talk Shows podcast with George Galloway. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 